I'm your host this week, Matthew Weber. I'm joined by Mr. Vincent Bui. How's it going? Uh, Ricky is supposed to be here, but we're not sure where he's at. Maybe he's on some secret CIA mission to get Apple's next product or something. I don't know. He did mention something about Johnny Ive. I don't yeah, know. look, I'm designing the uh, Apple car, right? Oh, God. Yeah, Ricky's going to be the next Apple. He's going to be the Apple car test driver. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right, so... We didn't really know what we were supposed to do tonight because Ricky um, was the guy who picked the topic for tonight. And originally, we were going to talk about uh, Captain America's what, uh, according to Vince, a very crappy movie. It was terrible. Um, it was apparently it grossed a whole lot, whack load of money. Uh, we're going to talk about that probably next time, but it was not a good movie. Who directed that one this time? Was it the same guy as? Uh, is, is it the same guy who did the Captain America ones before, or was it the same guy who did? Um, the Avengers movies, dude. I don't know. I think it was the Captain America movies because um, they tried to make it just as dark because it's carrying over the, the same stupid dark, you know, conspiracy theorist uh, tone that you got in Captain America. The um, whatever the last one was, I can't remember. Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I hate Captain America with a vengeance. I don't like him at all. Maybe it's just that I don't care for the actor because he's. Um, I don't know. He just he's always seems cocky to me. I don't know. I don't, I don't really, I've never really cared for that character at all. Um, my, I don't know. My, my deal with the, the whole entire franchise is that Captain America is a B-list uh, um, superhero. It's just lame. It's like, a, it's like a Superman that can't fly. Yeah, that is a, that's a, an, excellent, an excellent point because all, all he really has is some invulnerability and a shield that hurts people. Yep. Right? yep. I mean, he's, he's, not, he's not especially fast or anything. He's just kind of strong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Anyways, uh, so there's our review of Captain America: Civil War. It's kind of terrible. Um, anyway, so we're we're gonna jump to Ricky's second topic, which is the Apple Car and self-driving car. Um, I would just like to put, put so there's been rumors about an Apple Car since Tesla became a thing. Yeah. Um, because um, there were rumors that Apple would buy Tesla, uh, which I suppose in uh uh. Some universe maybe makes sense, but I, I, I just don't really see it. Um, hey, I mean, look, like, Beats, he, man, if they bought Beats, that says a lot. Yeah, true. But I mean, they, they said because they said um, Elon Musk would make a good CEO for Apple, right? Because he's a lot, he's a lot like Steve Jobs. Yeah, innovative. Um, yeah. Yeah, and eccentric. Um, yep. and so I mean, I suppose that's true. But I would never buy an Apple car. First of all, it probably cost two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yep. Um, it probably wouldn't have a steering wheel because they like to phase things out that are old. Yeah, you know, like the the headphone jack and the you know the the optical disc drive. <laughs> so much. I just yeah. inside my iPad, that that new iPad. It would you know I, I went on a flight and I wanted to just listen to the audio track for one of the movies I had. Nope, I I, I ended up getting out at the airport and buying uh, Bluetooth headphone earbuds just so I could do the next flight with like audio I was so ticked off and you might have to do that now from all the time on every new Apple device because they're gonna get rid of the headphone jack that's just uh, Ricky and I had an argument on Twitter about it like he goes oh that's progress man I'm like oh come on <laughs> getting rid of things isn't always progress just <laughs> like so that, that's the point with the Apple car I mean it might not have a steering wheel you might drive with uh, joysticks or something or no it'd be a touch screen but you remember what Bond movie was that it was Pierce Brosnan one where he drove a car on like a a Nokia flip phone with a touch screen. Oh, you remember that? Yeah, that was yeah, that was like when uh, the first time 
Bond went from an Aston Martin to like a BMW or something. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what Bond movie was that? Uh, was that Tomorrow Never Dies? No, it wasn't Tomorrow Never. I get. All right, so that's gonna piss me off. No, it's the new one with the nuclear uh, with um, Denise Richards as the nuclear scientist. Whatever that one was. Mm, okay, so we're gonna have to look this up. Um, so why don't you give your opinion on the Apple Car? Why I looked this up? Okay. Um, so I find I find it funny that you're talking about phasing out like. Um, Apple doesn't really phase out. It just phases out what it doesn't like, but it brings in extra crap that no one cares about. Like, need I remind you guys about the crappy um, accessories that Apple has come up with or the various versions of the um, whatever uh, Thunderbolt or the connector or, or Firewire that uh, never really caught on. Um, you know, with the USB-C things that they're trying to say, uh, we'll see because I don't, I don't believe Apple can... Um, can can single-handedly do a lot of things. Like, look, it even abandoned its old, uh, what, the 30-pin iPod or iPhone connector, right? So all it is is just they just make money so they can keep some better proprietary sensor, um, sense of ownership over their materials. But that's what I worry about for cars, right? I would not be surprised if Apple were to, again, in this magical hypothetical world where Apple would actually embark on going into that marketplace. Um, I would see Apple trying to be the dirty tree hugger. I know uh, Ricky likes to say Google's the dirty hippie, but I'd say Apple's the dirty hippie, and they would actually just go straight up. You know what? Um, you know, Talking about the kind of obsolescence that you're talking about, I would not be surprised if they said, you know what? We're not going to put batteries in the car. We're not going to put in gas. You have to like buy the Apple battery for your car now so that you can you know, give us more money. I don't really, I agree though. Um, I wouldn't see Apple entering the market space for cars just simply because um, realizing the pitfalls of doing hardware, right? Like, I, you know, at the end of the day, everyone says that Apple does software, but the reality is that they've been dabbling so much in hardware, specifically with the iPhones, right? Like a huge percentage of their revenue comes from the iPhone. And now they've noticed that it's been tanking because there's a saturated market. I don't uh, think that with cars, um, the uh, user base, as much as the diehard Apple fanboys are open to renewing their purchasing every year, like people buy uh, iPhones every year, um, I don't see that same thing happening with cars. I think cars, it's a very um, large investment. I think after your, you know, your your house, a lot of people put a lot more money into their cars after that, right? So um, I don't see that being uh, something that aligns with Apple's uh, kind of life cycle model where, I mean, no one... I, I don't know. I don't, do you think that Apple has ever said, "Hey, you know, what, buy a Mac and it'll last you for like ten years"? They say, "Buy Mac today, and then tomorrow it's going to be obsolete, and buy a new one." Right? So right, I see that's that. exactly what they're saying. The model is is not really aligned with um, with Apple. And let's be clear here: Apple is not stupid. Apple will wait for more people to enter the marketplace before they experiment. Right? Like, look at what uh, MP3 players. Right? Like, you had everything from Roxios to the Sandisk guys creating MP3 players, and then it wasn't until um, they just came up with a better interface. That and and the, uh, the the infrastructure for iTunes that they actually entered the i uh, sorry the uh, MP3 player market. Same thing with the smartphones. They let a whole bunch of Nokia's and Samsungs enter the market, you know, and then they said, "Ooh, look, let's do an iPhone." So right now, the marketplace only has like what um, uh, Tesla um, and and maybe the Ford guys, right? And since it's already a small, compact marketplace in the automotive industry, Apple, like I mean, the, the saying is like, you know, how what's the Fastest way to become a millionaire, right? It's be a billionaire and and buy a, and buy a uh, an airline, right? So I would say the same thing with Apple. Like Apple, it would be stupid for them to enter the uh, the automotive game because there, as you said, there's very little alignment aside from maybe electronics. But even with the automation that's required, um, that is again something that's beyond Apple's scope. You don't see Apple like just because Apple does stuff with computers doesn't mean that uh, it'll start long space shuttles because like I mean technically NASA uses computers to launch space shuttles it makes no sense for Apple to enter that marketplace 
Um, and quite frankly, I don't believe that um, it, it's, it's it's something in, not only in their best interest, but something that they would actually want to do. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Because it, it's, like you said, Apple likes to create hardware that is frequently updated. It's one of the reasons why the iPad has slowed down so much, because the iPad turns out is kind of like a laptop where you, you buy it and then you keep it for until it dies. I mean, unless you're Vince and you have to spend all the money from your grants, then you want to, then you buy one every year. Um, then, you have, then you have Ricky making fun of you because he's like, dude, your, your, your desk looks like an Apple store. It's like, I only had five MacBooks on my desk. <laughs> uh, but, right, so, so the thing with cars, especially with an Apple car, it's going to be very, very, very expensive. Um, and you're not going to, I mean, I just, what would be, what would be the point of them entering the market? Uh, I mean, profit margins aren't hot, as high as they would like. I mean, Apple likes to make 50 60 percent profit on the, yeah. on their products. That's not going to happen in a car. Um, mm -hmm. Not if you want to sell it to anybody. You know, what I mean, unless you're going to create a million dollar vehicle, and then sure, you know, um, yeah. it's just it just it, it makes no sense. Especially when they can, if if they focus on it well enough, they can create software like uh, Apple CarPlay that goes into existing vehicles. Um, yeah, you know, it's That's just. Fun. Yeah, that, that, that's where they're going to end up having to go if they want to make a dent in the car market because that's where, that's where the that's where the innovation can happen because then they can go through and reiterate and, and reintroduce new you know new new ideas every year, whereas the the car is is just it was, they can't they wouldn't there's no way they could come out with a model every year it's just I mean I know they do and like Ford Ford does or whatever but basically there's not a lot of difference between the 2014 you know, car in a 2015 car, I mean, except for minor, you know, minor design changes. And that's not what, I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't make well, any sense. You know what, though? If You're right. Like, I think if Apple saw cars like they saw, say, uh, computer monitors, right? Like, everyone needs a computer monitor to operate the car, but, um, you know, if they were to say, look, you got a new uh, MacBook Pro, or a Mac Pro, right? And and you we update the software. We update, like, you know, various things that you need. Then that is their kind of uh, bread and butter to actually update the software. So if like the car was effectively something that you know was the standard thing, but then on the inside you could do anything and everything with the software, which affected the experience. That could be cool. Now I think we should use this as a jumping point to then talk about oh, say that inevitable issue of uh, driverless cars, right? Um, yeah. And uh, Apple is not in the industry like Google is, where it's trying to do all-encompassing stuff. Apple doesn't go out of its way. Like, I mean, look what happened with Maps, right? Like, Maps kind of was a was a, was a dud, and it still is a dud to this day. Um, and they tried to kind of invade uh, and stretch itself thin into something that they believed that they could cover. The reality is that Google is much bigger and more capable of it, and Apple has probably learned that, um, you know, even though they might play with automated bots or uh, systems of AI that allow for us to identify driverless car technology, um, I don't believe that Apple is able to really do a good job of it. And let's be honest here. You've heard in the last year, uh, like, you know, optic recognition and driverless cars getting into accidents, right? Like there was that one incident where um, a big truck was driving, uh, was crossing in front of a driverless car, and the driverless car didn't detect, because it was a white truck, it didn't detect that there was a horizon, so it just kept on accelerating, and the guy got, you know, the guy just went and drove right into a truck, right? So um, Apple... Cannot the, the the stakes are too high, quite frankly, right? Even like Elon Musk or anybody that's doing the driverless cars in Google, they're like, wait a sec, you know, it's not cool. And uh, I'm not sure if you've been following up on the whole driverless car model. 
Um, though it is really great from a transportation side of things, um, the, the reality is that A, the cost is, is still a bit of a question mark, and B, users, like if you go and see driverless cars, you cannot just be like sitting there reading a book. You have to actually still have your car uh, in a way that you are holding something, because you like it's the oh the oh crap kind of button where it's like oh no I see myself and you actually grab the joystick or you grab the reins again. So you cannot just simply sit there and sleep while the car drives you. Um, and and that's that's a big issue uh, with with the driverless cars as it is right now, and certainly within the kind of parameters of conventional law. Hey, right. hey Rick, where? Hey, what's yeah, Ricky Jones. You guys, you guys switched up the time on me or something? Like nine fifteen, man. We we agreed a month ago. Oh yeah, and you guys didn't even remind me. Like what? I, uh, I emailed you a week ago to remind you, man. A week ago, yeah. I'm supposed to keep that shit in mind. <laughs> Dude, I think we also called you okay. up. Okay, <laughs> okay. So let me speak since I'm coming on late and I I got to listen to some of what um, Vince was saying. Okay, so here's the thing. I mean, with 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 regards to the whole maps thing, that's kind of stupid to compare Apple to Google because Google was in the maps thing for like a decade before Apple even stepped in. So if you're going to compare someone that's had 10 years to work out all the kinks to something that's just coming into the arena, that's really not a fair... No, Ricky, Ricky. Like, no, no, seriously, come on. Like, like no, no that, that's, 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 no, 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 you can't, you, you're gonna, if, I mean, that's like saying, okay, well, you know, let's take a look at Ford, who's, you know, the company has been around for centuries or whatever, oh, let's take a look at uh, all, all of their sales, and then we'll compare it to Tesla, oh, well, Tesla sucks, because they haven't made as much money as Ford has. Like that, come on, that that's unfair. No, but his his point his point was that if Apple came out with a car that was as ill-conceived and ill-thought-out and ill-prepared as Maps was, people would die. Yes. You know, cause, yeah, so, but no, but what my point is to say ill-conceived as like I mean Tesla just came out with cars. It's not like they have been making them for years like Porsche and Mercedes and BMW. It's not like Apple's just going to get, you know, five of the guys from the iOS team and say, hey, go go make a car. You know, it can't be that hard. Like, I mean, seriously, come on. You okay, know? Can you make um, but anyway, so... Because one of the other questions we asked was, like, why would Apple even bother going into the car industry? So, anyway, I, well, first, I, I think I'm going to talk about autonomous um, cars. So, here's the thing, like, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw, but, I mean, Mercedes has been already putting out ads about how long they've been working on a self-driving car, and now they've finally, you know, gotten to a point where, you know, it, it it's working, and and blah 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 and I think it was what the C300 or, or some model that they you know put an ad out for so to see an ad from an automaker like Mercedes that has been in the game for you know however long and I mean Mercedes is a luxury brand to see them touting self-driving cars that is kind of like a wake-up call that it is coming yeah. Um, the thing for me, though, is like you were saying about 
you know, their problems where the car, you know, doesn't see the truck because it's white. Um, in Silicon Valley, in the um, comedy, there's actually um, one episode where the guy, you know, the lady says, oh, you know, it's okay, um, you can just take uh, whatever his name, his self-driving car, and it'll drop you at home. Um, but what happens is that the guy is on his um, his island for vacation, and he sends a request to the car to drive itself into a shipping container to be sent out to mm -hmm. the island. And the guy's in the car going home while it reroutes and starts going. Um, there's no steering wheel, so he couldn't stop it or honk. The doors are locked because the car's driving, so it you know it it locked all the doors with um, with uh, auto lock. You know what I mean? So there's things like that. Um, see, my thing is this: I think that much like a lot of technology nowadays that human beings, or not human beings, but the manufacturers, because, I mean, let's be honest here, everything in the world is about money. You know, you can say what you want. Oh, Mercedes wants to make this great self-driving cars. Oh, we're going to make it more convenient. No, it's about money. They want you to buy a car to make them more money, right? Like, they want to put a new car on the market, something that's, that's, that's not like all the cars that are already there, so we can all start buying these cars, right? And that's the problem, is that instead of sitting down and thinking about all the inherent problems that will pop up and trying to fix that before you put it on the road, you have ads already popping up about self-driving cars, right? Like, okay, so... What kind of system are you going to have um, for this self-driving car to tell it where to go? You know what I mean? Delta's flights are all grounded because their system is went haywire. Okay, so I, I'm in my car and it's going to, you know, my work. Okay, some hacker, you know, taps into it and tells it to let me off in the middle of, you know, some badass neighborhood. And then he comes and he, you know kills me and takes my car. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying, like, okay, what happens with, with, the, um, with the insurance companies? So now, if you don't have a, a self-driving car, if you have a manual car, then they're going to charge you more because, oh, self-driving cars are better. They're safer. They're, you know, they, the, the software on it is more precise. So they never get into as many accidents as a manual car. So you have a manual car, you're going to pay more. What happens in an accident between a manual car and a self-driving car? Do they automatically think that the self-driving car is correct because, hey, it's a self-driving car. It can't make any, any um, mistakes. Um, you know, things like if the self-driving car is driving and someone steps out in the road, but they can't change lanes because there's a car there. What decision does it make? Does it kill the one person? Or yeah. does it change lanes and hit the minivan with four people? It makes it, it, it doesn't not have that, right? They've actually done exactly. that. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, these are the things that you would need to sit down and solve, but they're not going to do that because, oh, that's going to add 10 years to our horizon. That's 10 years that we won't be making money. 
no, we can't do that. We've got to put it out now, and then we'll figure out all the the rules to put in place along the way. Like, how many times have we heard in the news, well, this is, you know, technology is changing at such a rapid pace, lawmakers have to keep up. No, you know, the technology is coming out, no one cared to think about what law to put in place. No, we'll just bring it out, and then we'll decide what law goes into place. You know, that, so for me, that's more the kind of thing, you know what I mean? Like I see, you know, you see little kids now, do they have to know grammar? No, because there's spell check. Do they have to know how to spell? No, because there's Siri, so... You know what I mean? So what's going to happen? Oh, no, now kids no longer have to learn how to drive because, you know, there's sound a like self-driving car. You like a really old man sitting around, kids these days, how dare they? Yeah. Man. <laughs> I don't know what's good for them. Uh, uh, Ricky, I think you make some really good points about self-driving cars, um, but I also think that you're a little, you're being a little, a little paranoid, um, mainly because, at least here in the United States, the laws just aren't there yet. There's only like three states or whatever where it's even possible to have a self-driving car, and they have to be specifically licensed to a corporation who's testing them. So, like a person today, even if it, if there were a self-driving car available for purchase on the market, they couldn't drive it in a, in, in in any state. Um, it has, you know. So, I mean, well, I agree with you that there, it's um, the world is much driven by. Uh, Especially now that cars are consumer te- are um, thought of as consumer technology products instead of you know vehicles, um, they want to go through and do the Apple thing and the Google thing and iterate uh, te- their technology faster and faster because that's what you know Silicon Valley does. Um, I, I still think that despite all the hype that we hear about self-driving cars from Google and Tesla and what did you say Mercedes-Benz or whatever. It's still we're we're still at least ten years away from these even being legal on the on the streets. I think. Well, okay. um, and, just, sorry, just finish off because I got something to say about that. So I, well, I mean, I was really done. It's just that there are so you're right. There are many, 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 many problems that they have to work out. Um, I mean, not the least of which is GPS, because according to GPS signals, I don't live in my house. I live about 150 yards down the road. Exactly. Uh, that's that's really another thing. <laughs> right? so, so, I mean, if I told my car to take me home, it would take me to the to the house next door, and that would look really <laughs> stupid. Drive right uh, through it. <laughs> right, because I, mean, I live out in the middle of the boondocks. Right? I mean, I, I live two and a half miles from the nearest village, I basically. I mean, there, there's... Teepees and huts and shacks all around me, um, and and we have you know an outhouse out back, no running water. Um, and you hear about <laughs> people driving into the middle of lakes, yeah, following yeah. their GPS, and these are people who can see through the windshield. So now you have a computer <laughs> that's yeah. just following yeah. GPS. So I mean that's one of the, that's just one of the problems. But my my point is is that we're at least 10, I would say we're at least 10 years away from this actually being real problems that we'd have to deal with. And hopefully okay. within those 10 years, they're fixed, those, I would say. I, the, the, that's why they indicate the issue of uh, driving cars mm-hmm. driving cars in the state. So um, as some of you guys know already, uh, I do a lot of research, and I'm an architecture prop, right? But the thing is, my president has said, Vince, you do architecture, guess what? 
there's an initiative that we're doing with another local university. It's the big university in Toronto, Rick. Um, so the uh, profs over there um, have asked that I join up. My president has asked me to join up on a consortium on researching exactly this self-driving cars. So I actually this is the this is the I'm not disclosing anything that that shouldn't be that's not in circulation. But in Toronto, um, we actually have self-driving cars on the road right now. This is why I'm I'm intimately aware of the situation right now. Um, Rick, you probably would have walked down the street and not noticed because, again, as I said before, I'm not sure if you heard this. We have self-driving cars uh, in Toronto, but the thing is, you can't just simply and and they're actually on the roads. They're not on like small courses. They're legit self-driving cars, but the operators have to actually be um, able to uh, Take visualize. The, they have to be like hands on the wheel, effectively, mm -hmm. right? But the car is effectively doing its own thing because they're doing a lot for research, but they're also doing it just because I get back. Like researchers are using it to get back home. Now, um, Matt, you were saying maybe ten years before you see it on the roads. It's it's happening now, but I think that you're right that it's going to be at least ten years before it's actually fully instituted in infrastructure. So that's why like guys like me are part of the research consortiums to actually look at everything. And this sounds stupid, but from setting up standards for uh, parking lots, right? Um, once you have self-driving cars, you don't actually have to worry about stupid people trying to figure out how to park cars, right? <laughs> you know that in, um, in cities like Toronto, it's a really dense city, um, they no longer are pushing for, because space is a premium. Um, if you go on like some of the busy streets, like Bloor, uh, Rick, for example, yeah, yeah. you know, might know that they don't actually have uh, car garages that have the ramps. Instead, you park it, and it goes into an elevator, and it's like a slot machine, or sort of like a... Like a oh, yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. And uh, that just parks a car there, and they, that's why guys like me are talking about like all of the infrastructure that's required to make sure that not only can you park the cars in the buildings, but then you can park on the streets and allow for like fire trucks and all the other things to work, you know, because that, that's going to have to come to play. So uh, there's a lot of infrastructure before we even talk about the cars, but there's a lot of infrastructure that needs to happen before we get things into play. Now coming back to, I'm saying all this because I'm going to now shoot myself in the foot because um, <laughs> the, the issue the issue was raised already that like. Um, you know, Ricky, you were saying, oh, well, there's these, uh, you know, parameters that have to be set before we actually start de deploying all these things. But the reality is if you look at a lot of other technologies, like whether it was, well, maybe not technologies, but whether it was, say, smoking or, say, cell phones. Remember, everyone's making the correlation between smoking and cancer. People were talking about brain tumors and cell phones. People are also talking about um, back problems in kids because they have the, uh, the, was the, the doctors actually called the condition Game Boy Neck, even though Game Boys are like oh, sort of 19. Yeah. Right, they've got all these uh, technology-driven issues that have come about, but it's not like they did the FDA test and said we'll sit and wait for about ten years before you know we get the results. They're saying as long as it's not going to kill you now, go to town, yeah. and then they might have a little health warming. Uh, so, so the thing is, again, this is where societally we have to go and say, you know, is it worth uh, deploying this thing? What is the real benefit of using self-driving cars? And is that benefit worth kind of that risk that you're raising? Whether it's like, do I kill a school bus of orphanage, of orphan, like orphan-bound kids? Or do I, you know, give the Run right... over the guy in the crosswalk. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, maybe just hit the brakes. There are no brakes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean... There are no say, brakes. You know, say the guy is, is jaywalking, so the light's green. The car's right in front of him. It hit the brake. You're still going to hit the guy. So you switch lanes and you blow through the intersection. That's what you know someone looking would do. But if it's software, it's going to scan the next lane. Oh well, there's a car over there. I can't go there. Mm -hmm. It's full of people. Well, this guy, you know, the light's green for me. So hey, this guy's wrong. I'll just run him over. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I've actually been talking about uh, self-driving cars to my mom, and my mom's. You know, in her 70s, 
uh, and she's very uh, she, she, as she's gotten older, she's become very much more conservative, as older people tend to do. Um, you know, well, I mean, it's true. <laughs> older people don't like change as much as younger folks. So it's just a statement of life. Um, and and she wouldn't touch a self-driving car with a ten-foot stick. I mean, it just it just it just would not happen. You would never hear in one. And it's just not, and I think that there are are many many people like that. Is and it's just because she can you know she uses her laptop you know all day every day you know and she's fairly proficient at it. But she still ha is very mistrusting of that kind of technology. And my my point from about the story is that in order for self-driving cars to become something that is prevalent in, in industrialized society, is we're, we're going to have to. Have, I know this is sound bad. We're, we're going to have to have a, a, a die out of the older people, the older generation oh, before see, that, that happens. That's why I brought up the insurance aspect, right? I don't think so much it's a, a diet of the older people as the government will just, or not the government, but I mean, you know, the power, people in power will just force you, right? That's why I said they're going to oh, tell true. you, they can tell you, well, you know, self-driving cars are safer, they're more precise, they will not, you know, get into accidents. Maybe so up if there you socialist choose, Canada, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, down here we have capitalism. Yeah, unless... <laughs> Unless Trump <laughs> wins, then <laughs> all right, King Trump. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I just. Um, so f personally, my question to to you guys is: When self-driving cars become like you know mainstream or whatever, mm -hmm. and you, you can go out and buy a self-driving car for say you know forty thousand dollars, but and you but you still had a choice between that and you know a conventional vehicle with a steering wheel and a gas pedal and. Uh, you know, all the four wheels. Um, which would you choose? Uh, I'd go for the self-driving car because, quite frankly, again, it's my position in life. I'm older than you guys all, and I also um, yeah. I drive, like, I, I live in a different city, right? So I wouldn't mind just, again, if the car laws were changed, if I could just click a button, like, you know, just roll out of bed and into my car and then just, like, wait that hour as that thing drives me to work, I'm cool with that, man. And you know what? I don't care about that autonomy. I'm pretty sure that by the time that self-driving cars come through and they are on the market and ready, you know what? I have to, I have to have faith in the regulations and in the technology that it will actually do it. And listen, if that technology says that Vince, you should die, I will trust the technology. Not because I am, am blindly believing in like the T2 kind of situation, but at that point in time, my age, like if a dog or a rabbit runs across the road, if the if the thing, I I, I suspect that the machine is going to have an algorithm to realize that it's better to run over the raccoon than to actually like go into <laughs> oncoming traffic. Um, and quite frankly, by the time that issue comes about, I'll be too old to have that reaction time. So I'm I'm cool with the self. <laughs> uh, what about you? Okay, so Ricky obviously is going to choose the, the self-driving car because it's obviously going to be an Apple car without a steering wheel, and probably, uh, <laughs> and it definitely won't have like a CD drive or a, or a audio jack or mm -hmm. probably when you have Bluetooth, they'll come out with some proprietary <laughs> streaming. For me, it it would depend because I like driving. I'm you know I I like modifying my cars. I enjoy driving. I enjoy driving a manual change car. Um, for me, it would depend. Like you know, in the situation where me and my wife, it's a two you know we we're a one car family just because of expenses. Um, sometimes I need to get to work earlier than she does. It'd be nice for me to be able to drive 
myself to the train station, and then I'm able to use my phone and tell my car to go home and park itself. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that where I can use it to drive itself when I want to, but at times when I want to drive the car, I'm still able to just turn it off and have manual control. So it would depend how it's set up and what kind of um, abilities you still have as the owner and the driver. Yeah. Um, from my perspective, uh, I don't know yet. Um, it's really going to depend on how good it is. Um, mainly because... I don't know. It, you, it would seem as the youngest person on the podcast that I would automatically jump into any new technology, but I found as I get entrenched into my uh, IT job Hang and stuff on. like that, um, I, I've become, I don't know, maybe I've just become too much more, much more cynical in terms of technology actually working, because mainly because once you've seen Windows 10, um, <laughs> you, uh, you lose faith in all technology. Um, <laughs> Just want to roll up and die, um, because Windows 10 is is perhaps the buggiest piece of software I've ever seen in my life. Um, and, and if this is going to be the software that's running cars, we're all just gonna. I mean, this that's going to be the next mass extinction extinction event that kills off. Instead of killing off the dinosaurs, it's going to kill off human beings. We're all just going to get in one massive crash, and then um, uh, John McClane will come in and, and kick whoever's ass. Johnny Ive probably. Um, <laughs> I just want to comment one more thing about the driverless car thing. Um, see, we've been talking about it in a very um, kind of a Jetsons kind of dream world state, but you know Fine that cars. the model of uh, driverless cars that a lot of the research groups have put forth is not about, like, Matt has his own driverless car. Instead, in urban cores, they're talking about just, like, a fleet of... It's basically... Like um, Uber. Like, so no, Uber. No one owns cars. Or those just, city bikes in, in New York City. Them. Yeah, but it's not even like that you take ownership of it. You just like beep it and like in five minutes or it's free. It's like it's like um and, and this that, that it would come and pick you up and circulate and they're always just circulating, so nothing's just waiting. Because then that's actually more economically and environmentally friendly, believe it or not. Right? Yeah. Um you, you don't have cars just sitting idle, you don't have like you have a better optimization, right? And you can actually control the number of cars that are on the actual roads based on like peak performance and, 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 and times, right? Right, so we're way, we're way, 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 way far away from that, I think. Um, I mean, the, those, those are the dreams. I, what I really want to do is ride in the bus of the future. You guys seen the, the bus in China that's like... China that goes over? over the, yeah. Yeah, like, they, they actually built that thing, right? I and it's going to be on... I mean, that's just like, you know, China's just going to, you know, they're going to navigate out into the stars and colonize shit. <laughs> we're, we're, us Americans, we might as well be the Amish. It's terrible. Um, anyway, all right, so we're... We're yeah, running out of time. I'm gonna jump into the. You guys just want to build walls at borders. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta keep those Canadians out. <laughs> uh, uh, <yeah>. Anyways, <laughs> uh, let's jump into the picks of the week. You guys have picks of the week for me. Yes. Yep. All right. So I'll go first, um, real quickly. Now I I um I blasted The Sims 4 when it first came out because I don't know if you remember The Sims 4 basically in The Sims 3 like you. If you were in a town or whatever, it also had like you know a library, a gym, places to shop and go eat and stuff for your Sims. Um, but in The Sims 4, none of that stuff. It was just a, like a blank canvas, um, and that's because I was an idiot. Um, I know that I've actually played it for a little while and, and gotten back into it. You actually have to build those places if you want your Sims to be able to go to them. Um, and then there's like a, a like a tool that will zone it as like a library or a gym or a restaurant or whatever. 
um, and then it will go through and actually deploy people. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. It gives you more control, um, but it just uh, it makes Sims the Sims 4 much more enjoyable than it was when I first started playing. Because before it was just like, God, I mean, these people can only stay in their houses. That's just boring. <laughs> anyway, uh, Vince, you're next. Okay, so you guys know that I'm a big RPG player, and um, I, I'll be honest with you. I thought this game was kind of silly because uh, it's it, it looked very 8-bit, but um, I'm actually, quite frankly, I'm not, I'm not quite addicted, but I find myself playing it a lot. Pokemon Go. No. <laughs> what are you, five? Yeah. Final Fantasy uh, Brave Exvius. Um, it's, it's actually like a Final Fantasy game, and it's... Uh, you know, it's it's really good, especially those of you guys that remember old school uh, role playing games. You have to grind your characters, and it's just like it looks like an eight, like a sixteen bit game. I know that none of you guys like those types of games, but it's a throwback for guys like me. And um, it has like this online component where you can like share stuff with your friends and go online, and you have like you, you get one of their like a uh, colleague that's playing with you. You can get one of his best players to go in and join on your team and your party when you go when you guys fight and stuff. Um, you can share equipment. Uh, it's it, it's good. So I I don't know. Like I find that my, I'm playing it like you know usually when I'm playing games on the subway when the, my stop comes I just like turn it off. I don't care. But when I'm doing the you know, this particular game, I'm like, you know, I, I leave the thing on, I go to the Starbucks, just get my Wi-Fi fixed just to try to see my characters. So it, it, it's one of those few things that I actually found, like, I, I don't usually like mobile games. So this is this has got me, man. All right. Ricky? Um, my pick is uh, Documents by Riaddle. Um, so one of my USB drives died last week, um, and... I use, a lot of the stuff that I sync to my phone through iTunes, like images and pictures and stuff, um, was on the drive. And I have all the stuff on my phone, but trying to get it from my phone to my computer proved to be like this monumental task. Like I tried Funbox, I tried iExplorer, none of them could do it. And I launched, launched that app, boom, hooked it up to my OneDrive, made my folders, and in no time I was uploading everything. It, it was It's just a really great app. Hmm. Good. All right, so there are our picks for the week. That is it for us this week. Now, we've had a change in schedule. Not that you'll probably actually realize it, because I'm going to be releasing an uh, episode every week, um, because obviously we have about 300 shows um, that are in backlog that I can, that I have to post, <laughs> um, because I'm a lazy fat bastard. Um, so... Uh, we have been submitted to iTunes. You're welcome, Ricky. Um, <laughs> uh, it usually takes between 7 and 14 days, so don't expect it up right away. But it, it was submitted earlier this evening, uh, and we will be on Stitcher and some of the other uh, um, podcast things as time goes on. And we've always been on YouTube. Um, so YouTube is actually where we are most of the time, because that takes no effort on my part whatsoever, uh, and that's what I'm looking for. Now, if there was a, if there was a self-podcast editing software where all I had to do was get on my computer, press a button, say, edit my podcast, and then post it, and I'd be like, why can't Apple do something like that? Screw a car. Anyways, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so. I'm at MTWB on Twitter. Ricky is Ricky underscore is one. This is VWHUI. Uh, the podcast is... The podcast is at Bad to Freecast. We've been going at this for 45 minutes. We've never done, we've done it that long in ever. Oh, uh, and we've, done, we've done epic ones with like games and stuff. Oh, oh. God. Uh, I don't want to get into our history. 
but I was thinking about it. You guys remember when we used to have a list of a list of news items that we go through every single week? Like, oh my god, that was just so adorable of us. Uh, anyways, you can look us on Facebook at facebook.com slash cash. We are done this week. We'll be back in two weeks, which we do every other week now, uh, and we'll see you then. We are out. <laughs>